tongue. So the theme for the day is tongue, if you haven't gotten it so far. <laughs> and this is the second message in a series of three on kind of body parts. Uh, it's a body and soul series. We in the church tend to emphasize the soul and we hold up the soul as holy. But I want to claim the body as being equally whole. In communion, uh, when you come forward, we don't say to you, this is the soul of Christ offered for you. What do we say? This is the body, right. And in our creed, we don't say, we believe in the soul resurrected. We say, we believe in the resurrection of the body. So the body is important. I want to claim the possibility of the body being holy, not just the soul. I want to claim that we are embodied souls, if you will. 131 times, that's how many times in the Bible the word tongue is used. And in the Bible, it doesn't mean just the physical organ that's found in your mouth. Tongue also stands for languages, like you speak in foreign tongues. Or, yeah, or it also basically means speech, the words that we use. In the Bible, it was very much understood that the tongue revealed the inner nature of a person. Here was your essence coming out of your mouth and the way you used your tongue. You heard from the scriptures that uh, there's both positive uses of the tongue and negative uses of the tongue. Some positive uses we've already practiced here. We sing praise to God. What a wonderful gift of the tongue. We can give wisdom and knowledge to others in, in the words that we speak. And sometimes we are even prophets. We confront evil with our tongues, with the words that we speak. But the Bible also clearly understood that the tongue was dangerous. And some uh, analogies for the tongue in the Bible are a poisonous snake, <laughs> uh, a razor, uh, an arrow. And we know about the lying, the deceitfulness that can happen with the tongue. I want to first talk a little bit about the, uh, the positive aspects of the tongue, how that can be used for good, how powerful our words are when they're used in, in a holy kind of way. And Jonathan helped put together this video. There's, there's four speakers for us here, and I'd love for you to appreciate the power of the tongue in a positive way. Let's watch this video. I would say to the House, as I said to those who joined the government, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. Before us, an ordeal of the most grievous kind. I still have a dream. Yes. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. Yes. I have a dream mm -hmm. that one day yes. this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Yeah. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners 
Will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. If I think of my life as a class and what I've really learned, I've learned a few things. First, I'm, I'm aware that I'm a child of God. It's such a, an amazing understanding to think that the it which made fleas and mountains and rivers and stars made me. What I pray for is humility, to know that there is something greater than I. And I have to know that the brute, the bigot, and the batterer are all children of God. I don't know where to begin my speech. I don't know what people would be expecting me to say. But first of all, thank you to God, for whom we all are equal. So here I stand, one girl among many. I speak not for myself, but for those without voice, dear friends. On the 9th of October, 2012, the Taliban shot me on the left side of my forehead. They shot my friends too. They thought that the bullet would silence us. But they failed. And out of that silence came thousands of voices. The terrorists thought that they would change my aims and stop my ambitions. But nothing changed in my life except this. Weakness, fear, and hopelessness died. Strength, power, and courage was born. Words can be so powerful. Our tongues can be used for, for such good. It doesn't take long words, simple words bring about such good. In this world, sometimes we get tongue-tied. Yes, I looked it up. It's actually a medical condition. Uh, some, yeah, as many as 10% of babies that are born have a little bit of tissue that needs to be cut away so that the tongue can move freely. Some of us get tongue-tied for other reasons, not just, just that. And sometimes uh, someone will say something and will say, bite your tongue. Like, we don't want to hear that, right? And other times we have phrases about, cat got your tongue, when we're just overwhelmed and we get silent and we can't speak. But today I have a particular phrase that I think is uh, well represented in the scripture. It comes from Native Americans when they first encountered these people who were coming over to these shores and uh, taking over this land. And the phrase was, they speak with forked tongue. Did not the scriptures capture that, how we can say one thing and, and mean another, how we can be deceitful 
how we can be lying. And the scriptures today, they say it very well. From our tongues come knowledge and foolishness. We can turn away wrath and we can stir up anger. We can bless the Lord and we can curse those who were made in the Lord's image, our fellow human beings, all with the same tongue. We know about being people with forked tongues. We're going to be a little confessional, uh, telling the truth before God at this part of the sermon today. And I'd like for you to reflect just very briefly upon your own self and how you've been hurt by the tongue, how others' words have wounded you. You know, when we were little children, we heard that, uh, that phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Whoever said that lied. <laughs> because some of our deepest wounds you will never see on the outside of our body. They're carried way down inside here. Think about that in your own life. I mean, for me, I can remember vividly in fifth grade being on the playground, and his name was Kim Hill. Remember this name, Kim Hill, okay? And he said, Lynn, you have green boogers. I'm 62, and that still is seared in my memory. <laughs> Don't you carry around? And that's, that's the kind of one of the least hurts, you know? Uh, boy, you know, the tongue can really, really hurt. Go to a deeper level. Think about how you've hurt others, how you have used the tongue in a negative way. And I'll just confess to you here that sometimes my tongue has hurt those closest to me, people like my wife, people like our two sons, people like you, church members, you know, friends, colleagues. And where did that come from? It just, before you can take it back, it's out there. And wounded people... It doesn't happen just on an individual level. We do it on the corporate level as well. It's, it is a body thing, a, a whole thing. Let's see, there's false advertising. Uh, yes, uh, you don't have to diet or exercise. You can lose weight just by taking this little pill, right? Yeah. And we're in a season of political debates, and of course the tongue is just perfectly in order there, right? Uh, we never, never hurt one another. There's things like uh, slander and libel, biased jokes we pass on, gossip, and bullying. Bullying today can take so many forms. It's not just uh, with the words that we speak. Oh, we have all of social media today to get that out. So we can do that through Facebook post. Our worship team meets every Tuesday afternoon, and I posed a question to them. How, how do you control your tongue? Did you see the scriptures there from James? It said, uh, a horse, we can put a bit in their mouth and control. You know, and, and, and a ship, a huge ship, can be controlled by a rudder. But the tongue, boy, just out of control. 
and how little spark can cause such a great fire. Do we know something about fires this past week? Huh? Our neighbors over here in the Smithville area, the Hidden Pines fire, and just, just a little spark in how many thousands of acres just grows out of control. You know about this, the power of the tongue. How do we control the tongue? I, I posed this question to the, the worship team on Tuesday, and I said, what works for you? How, how do you control the tongue? And, and instantly, the first answer that came up was, my spouse. And aren't, aren't you glad you're married, huh? Aren't you? When your spouse says to you, don't say that. Hmm? Right? It, I see some people going like this. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Isn't it great? I mean, really, we need that kind of control in our lives. Somebody to tell us, don't say that. Um, some other answers the worship team came up with, came up with were breathe, walk away, sleep on it. Here's a good one for us before we send that email. Don't hit send. Right? You know, wait an hour or wait a day or something. You know, do that draft and let it sit with you for a while before you hit send. Oh, how the tongue, it's, it's not just the words we say, words we print, yeah. So I, I have a little memory device to help you do this today. If, if, if Steve, you'll pass this on, yeah. Take, take one, yeah. Oh, I forgot to get, we got three sections here. I got another hand. Choir, don't worry, I won't forget you, okay? Yeah. So if y'all take one here. Yeah, you're laughing. You see what's in there, don't you? Yeah. You can get one, Diana, on your way. Yeah. Choir. Oh, what is it? A tongue depressor. <laughs> so I've done all kinds of workshops on communication, and one of the workshops I went to was on conflict resolution and and our graduation certificate at the end of that was a tongue depressor. Pause before you say something. Okay, I'm sorry, these are not sterile, okay? But <laughs> <laughs> might write your name on it, might put it on the refrigerator, put it on the bathroom mirror, put it on the bedside table. But, but I mean, I keep one on my desk. <laughs> Uh, to remember, to pause. I know it's just a simple thing. Uh, these came from Michael's. I think you, Jeff, has got them right. Yeah, so it's just a little six-inch piece of wood to help you pause. I have plenty. In the Bible, one of the great signs of maturity is the control of the tongue. What words we say really do reveal our inner nature. Uh, I need to tell you, I still have a long way to go. Uh, thankfully, God is still working in my life, hopefully in yours too. And you all know that when you say that thing, that hurtful thing, that hateful thing, you can't take it back. 
But here's what you can do. You can say, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And that is a good use of the tongue. (laughs) And sometimes in maturity, someone can even say back to you, you are forgiven. And that really does show a great depth of relationship in, in Christ and with you. I'm going to get a little personal here while we're talking about the tongue today. It was exactly one year ago that I had a biopsy on my tongue, a needle biopsy. I remember specifically because I came to the choir retreat on Saturday with my tongue still hurting. The biopsy revealed from this ENT doctor, ears, nose, throat doctor, that he said uh, pathology was abnormal cells. And he said, uh, we need to have surgery pretty quick. So the very first week of November, I had surgery on my tongue. A little piece was removed. Please know it was very, very small. The, the, the tumor was less than a millimeter in size. But the pathology came back from that. And it definitely was cancer. Squamous, is that how you pronounce it? Squ- squamous, maybe squamous cell carcinoma. Now, I know I'm dealing with several of you who have cancers, and I know every case is individual, (laughs) but mine was real personal, okay? Um, Had to have a second surgery. They took off the margins around that. You can see mine's real personal because it's right here, (laughs) and I'm a preacher. How important is the tongue to me? (laughs) Very important. Because here's what I want to have happen, what I want God to use my tongue for, is to continue to sing praises to God. I love to sing. It's one of the ways I connect with God. I think I have a nice voice. (laughs) I I would like to continue doing that. And and yeah, I know there's devices and stuff I can get around, you know, and, and, and not just have to speak. But it's very important to me to speak. And I love to give affirmations to others to praise them, and to go to staff meeting like we do and to say, uh, boy, y'all really pulled together when I was on vacation. I, I appreciate you operating as a team. Thank you so much. It, it feels good to give affirmations and receive affirmations with the tongue. I love it like last Sunday when we had a baptism and, and to take a little child in my arms. I love to say this continually. You know, I, I, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and and. And and some of you have helped to serve communion. How powerful that is as people come forward and say to them, the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ poured out for you. This is a sign of God's love for you. I want to keep doing that with my tongue. And even in those situations where it seems hopeless, and I've been in some of those even as, as recently as yesterday when it just, you don't know what to do and people look at you because you're the preacher and you say, let's pray, because that's, that's all you got, <laughs> you know, is to say those words with the family. Let's pray. And here's some words I want to continue to say, and that is, I love you. Just simple words, short, small words, but the power of those. Can I tell you some words that have impacted, impacted me most recently that are almost as powerful as I love you? Here's a take-home for you. You may be right. (laughs) As a perfectionist, this is so hard for me to say. (laughs) 
you may be right. You know, I don't have to be right all the time. You know, I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, did you get my phrasing? You may be right. <laughs> so, <laughs> such a powerful thing to say. Uh, positive words, you may be right. Tongue depressor is what I leave you. You, you know how uh, I always love to finish the sermon by saying the good news for today is, what did Proverbs say? A gentle tongue is a tree of life. That's the good news I have to share with you this day. Amen.